healthcare traveling was planting the seeds, was giving us like the tools that we needed to be able to feel more confident and to be able to travel abroad and to have time and money to do it. Because if we weren't, if we were working our full-time jobs, we would never be able to travel the way that we do. Welcome back to the Freedom and Scrubs Gap Travel. We don't know what the name is. Don't know. Kim and Aaron Show (laughs) podcast. And in this episode, we are going to talk about three ways that travel has changed our lives. Both healthcare travel and international. Welcome back to this week's show. We are so glad that you are here. Um... Well, we thought we were going to be sharing the new name of the podcast. If you listened to last week's episode, um, you know that we're in a bit of a transition right now, which we're not going to get into. Um, If you're interested in knowing what all that's about, you can go back and listen to like the last two podcasts. I think we talk about it, but we were really excited because we thought we were going to be able to share the new direction and name and all of that. Um, But we are still waiting to hear to make sure it's official and that we can move forward and so we're going to have to wait till next week, I think. Well, and learning from learning from prior mistakes, too. Yeah, like, we always jump the gun. We jump the gun. And, you know, even when we named it Gapped Travel, we were really excited about the fact that we were going to be talking about gap years. Like, we don't think that adult gap years are talked about enough. And we think they're... I mean, we love them. We're about to go on one. We were, you know, actually on one before COVID. And so we were like, what a cool name and we looked it up and there wasn't anybody really talking about it so we went for it and then as you know in the past couple episodes we talked about the gap incorporated told us we couldn't use that name anymore so um, learning from our mistakes we are waiting for our lawyer our trademark lawyer to give us the go-ahead that our new name is not going to be contested so today it's still considered gapped travel podcast technically it's the unknown the unknown travel podcast perfect yeah so yeah so that's where we're at so hopefully next week we'll be able to have more an update on that but for those of you guys who are just tuning in for the first time welcome to the unknown travel podcast soon to be named (laughs) hopefully next week we're your host kim and aaron and we are healthcare travelers we have been traveling for the last nine years which is crazy and we're entrepreneurs, we're travel lovers, all of the things. And in this episode, we're going to speak specifically about how traveling, because obviously traveling is such a huge part of our life. And that's what we it's talk everything. about here on the podcast and the lifestyle of a traveler and how it can change your life and all the things. Um, we're going to share the three ways that traveling has changed our life and both traveling abroad and also travel healthcare because they are two separate entities very closely aligned. Yeah, for sure. So let's just go ahead and dive in. Let's, let's get do into it. it. Okay. Okay, so do you want to start with travel healthcare or yes. traveling abroad? We're going to start with travel healthcare. Okay. So we're playing into the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to share, which is traveling healthcare has allowed us to travel internationally. Mm-hmm. For fun. They're so connected. Yeah, yeah, for fun. Which, side note, you can also take contracts and work in other countries as well. It's like a whole nother thing. We choose not to do that. We don't. Yeah, we choose not to do that because we're like, when we go travel abroad, like we want to actually be off and we want to travel and have the adventure or whatever. 
But if that's something you're interested in, there's a whole another world to that that you can explore. There is. And again, I think I think you'll hear in our three of traveling abroad why we choose not to work because that's what's really been the enlightening point of traveling abroad is the extra things we've discovered along our journey. Yeah. One, yeah, for sure. All right. So you want to take your number one? Okay. So to set the tone and to put some context around it, when we decided to start traveling nine years ago, we were both working full time and we were, you know, we owned a home. We were living in Florida at the time. And traveling was this whole world that we knew nothing about. And there wasn't a community like we have, you know, with the podcast and our Facebook group and other Facebook groups where you could kind of get in and chat with people and and kind of get a lay of the land to figure out what is this world really going to be like. And so we really didn't know, but we knew it was something we wanted to do and we jumped into it and we were scared. We weren't sure what to expect and... You know, we've obviously figured out a lot of things along the way. And I think that was kind of the idea with this podcast episode is like for anybody who's thinking about traveling, just to be able to hear from people who've been doing it for nine years of like all the things that have come up and what we've learned and how it truly has changed our life. And it was the best decision. Even at the time we were scared and we didn't know if it was the right decision. We were like, oh my God, is this really what we should do? Like we're walking away from this life we've built and kind of like, we can't come back to it, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, too, just adding, you know, going back to that time, it's a time that we talk about a lot because it was the catalyst that really changed everything. We did know that where we were currently in Florida, working full-time, owning the house, was not the life that we currently wanted to live. We didn't know exactly how or what was going to come out of it, but we did know that traveling was going to allow us the space to see if we could create the life that we truly wanted to live. And we also looked at it as a place that we knew we didn't want to live in Florida forever. And so maybe there was something out there for us as well. And that's what we went into circa August 2012. Which is so crazy. I know. Yeah. Okay. So we knew we didn't want to be in Florida. We knew we didn't want to be working this grind. Not that working a full-time job is a a negative thing, but for us it was like, this feels very unnatural. Too, and we've always had, you know, the desire to travel and, and see the world and have more time. And with our particular jobs, we just weren't able to do that because we didn't have the money to do it. We couldn't take the time. It was a whole thing. So traveling was the best thing that we did. So that leads right into my number one, which the number one way that healthcare traveling has changed our lives, my life. This is my number one, but I, I know you <laughs> agree, but we've had more time off than ever expected. Like we work far less than we did when we were working full time and we make double, sometimes triple what we were making working full time. When I say full time, I mean a year and you get two weeks off a year essentially is what we would get. Mm -hmm. And so we've like doubled, tripled our income. We work less because we typically will work like two or three contracts a year depending So we get a lot of time off and we have so much more freedom, so much more time to explore other things. And it doesn't feel like we're in a grind, even though like right now I'm in a contract and I work Monday through Friday, like I'm still- Sometimes the weekend. Yeah, like I'm still working, right? But I know that it's temporary because I have a couple of months of this and then I can take a pause and kind of see, okay, do I want to take some time? Do we want to do a vacation? Obviously not right now because of COVID, but in normal terms, 
Um, what do you want to do next? You have more time and space to kind of breathe in between contracts. And I think that's been the biggest game changer for me of like, wow, like you don't have to live in this grind every single day of your life and only get two weeks off to come back and do it again. Like I didn't realize there was any other way to live and traveling showed me there are. Yeah. Which no, is I, are you Are you looking at my notes? No, I can't even see. Mine, you know, I basically what Kim said: time, money, and, and freedom. And I think just to elaborate, without going into you know, because she pretty much said it all. But the aspect of the mentality that when you are working full time and you it's coming up on your May vacation and you're so excited and you're so pumped for that, and then you come back and it feels like you have that full year of just waiting for that time off again, instead of every three months being able to evaluate, do you want to jump back into work or not? Or do you want to, you know, go and drive across the US and go see places you've never seen before and go see family and not work for three months and then work again or not work for a month or not work and then do it again for three months and then reevaluate, maybe take longer off. And that is such a beautiful thing that healthcare travelers get to do that not anybody that I know of gets to really do in their careers, make the money we do and mm -hmm. still have a profession that you can always come back to. You don't have to take sabbaticals or, you know, hope that your job is still there. You can literally take the time off that you want and still have a job to return to when you come back. Well, and because the money we make is so much more, we can we can afford to take that time off because we've saved up money and we have, you know what I mean? So it's like we're able to take that time off where it's like a side story, which we were talking about the other day because I was like, this is just such a reminder of like to me of why I never want to work full time because where I currently am, we've been like quote unquote slow slash not really, but like management, we've been slower than normal. And so they're making everybody cut their hours. They're making everybody like flex, you know, a day and a half a week. And so, you know, all the girls I work with are like upset because they're having to use PTO in order to do that, but it's cutting into their vacation time. So you're like, oh, I have to sacrifice my vacation I want to take in June because now I have to use PTO because we're slow and we're not able to be here because they're cutting, you know, all, all of our hours. It's like... It's just the idea behind that, the mindset behind that is honestly so fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's so fucked up that this is like the structure that most Americans live and work in. And I just, I, ugh. Well, you just, said it too. It's not that you're not busy. You're dealing with COVID patients. You guys are scanning and because the numbers aren't matching for them, they're sending you guys home and then leaving two people to, to, get, their to get crushed. Yeah. And then the other ones have to go home and use PTO or not get paid and then cut into their vacation time. Yeah, and it's just fair. like, ugh. Anyways, I could I feel like we could do a whole up. I could go on and on and on about why two weeks off a year and all of that is just such total and utter bullshit. Yep. Agreed. Okay, but when you're a traveler, you can take as much time off as you want, depending on how much money you have saved and how much you're willing to take time off because you know that you do not get paid when you are not working as a traveler. We don't get PTO. So that's one of the, you know, quote unquote cons, I guess you would say. We don't work. We don't make money. But then you can also take time off when you want. You can take time off and you have a job to go back to. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Do you oh, want me to go or do you want to go? I'll go. Okay. Because this one's going to be quick for All me. Right. 
Okay, so this is just a personal thing, but for me, tra- healthcare traveling has really helped me be more flexible. Mm. Um, I'm a planner at heart. <laughs> we have lots of conversations about this. I'm a planner. I like to uh, I like structure a kind of like direction, which is a good thing. But because travel, the travel life is so, things happen very quickly. You know, you might find out where you're going a week in advance. You know, there's you, you just don't know what's coming next. And even when you do know what's coming next, there's always tons of, you know, unknowns unknowns that are thrown your way that you weren't even expecting. So it has really helped me just become more flexible and more go, go with the flow type of person because I had to be. And so now I've almost trained that muscle where it becomes, it feels more natural to me. And I've been able to like incorporate that into other areas of my life. Um, so I would just say I'm just a more chill person. Yeah, no, I, I think just that's like my number three is very aligned with that. So I'll just skip to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wrote trusting my intuition. And it's funny because right when I was writing my own notes for this podcast, I was listening to another podcast where Tom Billu, who is the founder of Quest, uh, Impact Theory, just somebody I really love listening to. Um, he was talking about intuition and it was funny because he there's two ways to look at it right there's a way to look at it from the non-spiritual non-christian point of view the more scientific point of view and then there's the spiritual point of view and kim and i look at it on the more spiritual aligned side of things but i really liked his thought process where it kind of leads into this of my intuition has grown so much as a healthcare traveler and it was exactly what kim was just talking about that there's so much unknown. You have to react quickly. You have to make decisions quickly. You have to go into unknown cities. You have to work with in unknown places with unknown people and you have to adapt quickly and you have to learn to read the room and adjust yourself mm-hmm. to your new surroundings. And also, you know, not to mention moving to a new city, finding a place to live, feeling safe around that. If you're by yourself, Really looking at that as a challenge of how well can you flex that muscle? Because in Tom's point of view, intuition is a learned behavior that can grow and strengthen just like a muscle with what you're adapted to. And the intuition has helped me in my everyday life because I'm able to make decisions quicker. I'm able to trust my gut. When my gut triggers, I know that feeling and I know what has come from that feeling And I know to go the opposite way or redirect. And that is, I think, one of the most valuable things that healthcare traveling has helped me with because it's also helped us when we traveled abroad. We're able to adapt to those unknown places, feel things out. Something feels off, let's go the other way. Let's figure this out. Let's take a step back because we trust in that intuition that we've grown and that muscle has grown over time because of healthcare traveling. Yeah, and it gets easier and easier and easier. And you have to be able to bend and mold. Like you have to be, what is it, pliable? Or where it's like, I I just think of like that Gumby doll. Like you have to be able to like bend and mold and like kind of roll with the punches. And like you think that you're walking into one environment, but it's completely different. Or the housing is completely different. Like, but you just have to be like, okay. And And like, as a side note, it like also, helps you not sweat the small shit mm-hmm. you know like it's just kind of like you got to just be like, all right this is cool we'll figure it out like we'll figure it out as we go um and i do think it gets easier and you are building up your intuition and that muscle and i think that's such a like a a life-changing 
attribute that traveling really does in a sense force even though force is kind of like this like it has a negative connotation but it does force you into that because you really don't have a choice because traveling is not a direct straight shot it is so there's so many back roads and so many different ways that you can go and you're always rerouted and redirected and you really have to show up for that and it's like okay cool figure it out i trust my intuition i'm gonna show up and make the best choices i can in the moment and we're just gonna keep going with it well and if things don't work out then you know okay this is another lesson that i have for the next time and i'm gonna trust that feeling that maybe i didn't listen to but that feeling was telling me something. And that's not only helped, like I said, in traveling abroad, but it's also been the biggest helper in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because I was able to, like for instance, these backpacks, look at these manufacturers, trust my gut, make a decision quickly, build a relationship, adjust mold and flex with what was going on and then really stick to that that gut feeling that was coming up. And then you and I are able to sit down, have the conversation and make a decision immediately and not just like, I don't know, I don't know. There's really not a lot of I don't knows in our conversations. It's literally, here's the facts, here's how I feel, how do you feel? Okay, do you have anything pulling against you? Do you have anything tugging against you? No, you feel good about it, let's move forward and we'll adjust from there. Mm -hmm. But being able to make that action decision is a muscle that I think was totally strengthened by healthcare travel. 100%. Yeah, because I feel like you we're, we become a lot more decisive, but like decisive, but also like not jumping the gun or whatever. But it's like, feel like <laughs> well, <laughs> well, in certain areas, yeah. but, but we've learned. But we, yeah, but it's like you feel into it because we're also very big into the intuition. So it's like, let's take a pause. How do you feel? Okay, like, this is how we feel. Let's move forward. And even though we might not have all the answers, we trust in that. And then we just figure it out. Like instead of having to have everything mapped out before you take a step, which can paralyze you, which I feel like happens a lot in traveling is like people want to know every single exact step, which is how I was when we first started traveling, but that wasn't available to me. So I didn't have a choice to lay it all out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But they want to know every single thing before they can even take that first step. And that sometimes holds you back from even taking that step. So it's like taking that step and then getting into motion with it and then figuring it out as you go. And there's so many resources now when we're talking about healthcare traveling specifically, like our course traveler school, like there's so many like that walks you through step by step, gives you a lay of the land. But even having all of that knowledge and having everything you need to know, you're still not going to be able to have everything you need to know until you just take that step and figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And, you I, and, and I want to move on to our other one, but I do want to say, I think it was just very parallel. And I don't know if you remember this, but in my first leadership class as a full-time employee, my paper that I wrote up, we had to have like a a paper that we wanted to work on and we had to see our progress throughout. But my paper was um, paralysis due to analysis. Mm -hmm. And that was my core issue that I wanted to work on because I had never had worked that muscle. And, you know, at the end of the leadership class, I still didn't feel like I had worked that out enough because I noticed there was a lot of decisions that took me forever to make because I didn't know didn't know how to trust my intuition, trust my gut, trust my experiences. Mm. Um, and that's where now I look at that as like, wow. like That's what I was trying to say, the paralysis due to analysis. That's so true. And that's such a huge, yeah, that's such a huge part of most people's experiences. Like we overanalyze things. Mm-hmm. But f- traveling forces you to like 
Be yep. quick, make a decision, go with your gut, and figure it out from there. Yep. All right. All right. Number three. Well, this is kind of, again, this is just, we basically, we already just talked about that. But for me, it's made me more confident as a human because you are forced to go into new environments that you have no idea what you're walking into. What? I was just saying it's funny how like they're so parallel, but different numbers. You copied mine. No, I didn't. (laughs) They're different though, but go ahead. Um... But like you're 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 meeting new people, you're talking to new people, you're working with new people, um, you're working with new doctors or whatever it is you do. Like you're constantly showing up and having to show up fully and to bring your best self and to learn new ways of doing things. And it really does, at least for me, like I really built up that confidence of just like I can do this, like. You know, because there's a lot of nerves that come in too. So it's like you have to like mentally prepare. Like, I got this. I can do this. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, smart. I'm confident. I'm friendly. I'm open. It's like you're kind of getting yourself into this really high vibe, high level place to walk in and show up to this new experience. And so doing that over and over and over again has really pushed me outside of my comfort zone um, and just helped me feel just more confident and comfortable in my own skin and who I am showing up to a group of strangers, which put the work aside, right? I was like, going to say, you want to throw in the work? Yeah, put the work aside, right? When you walk into a new facility as a traveler, like, you know, you're learning new things clinically and how they do things with their procedures and protocols and all of that. Like, that's there. there's a lot there. And that's intimidating in, like, its own bucket, right? So, like, put that in its own bucket. But, like... The social side of like you're walking into a group of strangers who they're usually tight. They're close knit group of people. You they work together. You're they, the outsiders. They're friends. So now you're coming into a, a a room. It's like you're showing up to a party and you know nobody and you're by yourself. You don't have a sidekick with you. You don't have alcohol. Yeah. So like being like friendly yeah. and social, yeah. yeah, and like make it feel easier. So it's like you're just showing up and you know, having to speak and share and talk and ask people questions and and kind of dance with this whole new group of people that you don't know. And it's intimidating. It's intimidating, but it also helps you crack open and get you out of your shell a little bit. At least me. I've come out of my shell a lot more socially and I feel like I'm very much more comfortable meeting new people anywhere and being able to be like, I'm good at starting conversations with people and mm-hmm. breaking that ice and developing, you know, a conversation and a friendship with people that I don't know. Well, and we've heard that across the board with a lot of travelers, especially like Dylan, um, mm, who, yeah. who talked about it in one of our podcasts. We've, we've done how he's a solo traveler and just traveling has allowed it. Now, he did a lot of work as well, like going up to people in malls and making conversations with them like he would see he somebody takes it to another level dude, bro. it was insane but he is such an introvert and so shy that it, it you would never know that now but traveling has helped him come out of that shell and now he has friends all over the world which the last thing i'll say because with dylan i think it's such a great example because you know he's had to really like force himself out of his comfort zone and he was so intentional with showing up and how he was going to train that muscle but Mm -hmm. he really had to commit to it and so like for instance travcon is you know the biggest travelers conference for healthcare travelers in the world i'm assuming our country at least and there's thousands of travelers there and so we were on the committee with dylan and 
he, I think it was, I guess not last year because... Yeah, last year was canceled. Yeah, but the year before, he told us, we went to dinner with him one night, and he said, my goal, because so he sets a goal for himself that has to do with him pushing himself out socially. He said, my goal is to go up to every single person that I come in contact with and introduce myself. Hey, I'm Dylan, shake his hand, you know. How are you? How long have you been traveling? Whatever. And just start a conversation. But like everybody I'm coming in contact with, I'm going to make sure I go up to them, even if it feels creepy, even if it's weird, like I'm going to just force myself to do it. So it becomes more natural and more Mm -hmm. at ease. And he did. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like. That's, yeah. I'm in, I, I, that makes me nervous. Yeah, we're, we're social butterflies, but that literally made me nervous because I'm a social butterfly in a group when it's not like direct, you know, but like walking up to somebody and he, just starting a conversation. He would walk up to groups. Like yeah. if Aaron and I and like five of our friends, like we're just hanging out, talking, laughing, we're in our own conversation. And then, you know, old Dill comes up and we didn't know him. And he's like, hi guys, I'm Dylan. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Like that's intimidating. Yeah. But he would make himself do that. And then he became like, it. Be, he's so much, he feels more comfortable doing it yeah. now. Now he travels around the world by himself. And, yeah, I, I mean, just think crazy. that's so cool. But I think just, <clears throat> this was technically my bonus. And it was exactly what you just kind of said, but differently worded with a different kind of meaning. And it's basically... How I looked at it is what Kim was talking about, about being exposed to so many different situations and how traveling has really elevated my life was, I feel like we all have those moments, especially when we're full time, um, that I would love this job if I didn't work with that person or if I didn't work with that doctor or maybe if I didn't have to scrub every case or if I didn't have to take call or you can tell that this is in my realm of Mm -hmm. interventional radiology, but um, or you know, we, I, I didn't have this manager or there's always something that you're like, I would love this if, and I think traveling has exposed me to so many different situations that I used to say, if I was in charge of the entire department and I could build a department my way, I would love this job. And I got the opportunity to do that as a traveler. And I realized this isn't for me. I do love interventional radiology to its core it is not something that I want to do for the rest of my life. It was not, it's not fulfilling enough for me and it's not my passion that I want to do. And I think traveling has allowed me to check those boxes of just like, okay, well, let me try this new scenario and see how that fits. And let me work with an amazing group of people and see how I feel. Let me work with some amazing doctors and see how I feel. Am I not pushing myself enough? So traveling has allowed that to come up and allowed me to evaluate where I want to go in my life and realizing that interventional radiology is beautiful in the aspect that it is and it has allowed me so many tools, but it's not where I want to see my life 50 years down the road. Yeah, and I think even just to kind of piggyback off that is also like even if you do love IR, you do love ultrasound and you really don't have an intention to change career paths, but like at some point you do want to settle down and work full time again or whatever that looks like. It gives you the opportunity to be like, wow, like I really liked this about this department or I really liked how they did things here. And you can kind of cherry pick and know like I this is a non-negotiable. I will not work at a place that ever does this or like I, I really want to work at a place that does it this way so that you can kind of get yep. a, a, an overall understanding of when you do want to settle down again. What are you looking for? What kind of environment do you want to work in? And so I think that's a really cool aspect of, of being a traveler too. Yeah. So that goes into my last one which is kind of parallel here, is that 
Traveling allows you to explore other parts of the country that you never would have, all right, mom, and never would have been able to see, like you, you might've not gone there on your own, right? Like for us, like we always knew we, we didn't want to live in Florida for the rest of our lives. We felt very strongly about that, but we didn't know where we wanted to live. And we also knew that picking up our life and moving to North Carolina or moving to a Colorado or Rhode Island or wherever to then what? Like get another house and get full-time jobs and settle in and see how we like it. Like that's such a big undertaking. So traveling allows you to be like, wow, I get to live in Colorado for three months. I get to live in California for three months or Washington or Arizona or wherever. And like, I really like it here or I thought I was going to love it here, but actually like this isn't what I want at all. It really allows you to get a sense of where you want to go and what you're looking for if you do, if and when you do want to settle down somewhere. And I think it's a really cool uh, perk. Well, it does. And it, it also, when you're traveling and you're working Monday through Friday or whatever your shifts are, you're immersing yourself in the culture of that city, that town, that place that you're in. Whereas you have to go to the grocery store, you have to go to the gym, you have to go to different restaurants, you, you have to live there. So it really does give you that accelerated mm-hmm. sense of, could I live here? Mm-hmm. And you get to pick and choose. Like Kim and I, you know, are are about to pack up here in St. Louis and, you know, granted, we're not going to go do a contract, but it we have friends in Colorado and Colorado has always been a pull to us. We've never done a contract in so Colorado, um, but we realize we're so close. It's just a one or one and a half day drive that let's go during the winter and see how we feel about it. Being from Florida, we don't know mm-hmm. um, how we're gonna like it there, but we know we'll love it in the summer. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. So if we can go now and spend a significant amount of time there, and kind of immerse ourselves to see if this is a possibility of a place that we would want to settle down in the future, and so traveling allows you to do that, mm-hmm. and it kind of leads into my last one was eliminating the fluff in life and connecting to truly what's important. With like community, relationships, um, experiences that always like help you grow. And traveling has allowed us to minimalize our life Mm -hmm. and only live with what's valuable in our lives because we've, would you say, intentionally chose that because Mm -hmm. we want to be able to be free to travel around and go abroad when we need to. So we don't want to have a lot of stuff to lag around. We want everything to fit in our Jeep so that we can in and out of different contracts So it's really allowed us to just value everything that we have, minimalize down to literally nothing, but then also like realize what's important when you're, when you're lacking community, is that really important to you? And so we've really seen going forward that traveling has aligned this lifestyle of eliminating the fluff and really honing in on what's important in life. Yeah. I love that. I think we are, we were just talking about this because if you don't know who the minimalists are, mm-hmm. uh, they are, they have two documentaries now on, on Netflix. We just watched the second one last night. Um, I will say that I liked the first one better. Mm-hmm. The second one was good. Here's the thing. The under the, the message behind it awesome. is powerful, but it was done in a little bit of an awkward way. It was more, <laughs> there was more production value in the second one where the first one was almost a documentary of their lives. Yeah, this they, one was very produced. Yeah. So it was different, but 
the point there is is that um, we found the minimalist years years ago. It was actually before our first Travcon, because mm-hmm. then we did our ever our first ever talk or roundtable about being a minimalist and living simply as a traveler specifically. And they have this just beautiful message, but it's so aligned with how we feel and and how we want to live our lives because traveling forces you to live simply because you we everything we own fits in our jeep like we can't add anything else into our life so we have to really evaluate what what do we need what adds value and what can we let go of what what's no longer serving us what are we not using right because we don't want to lug a bunch of junk around the country um but after watching the second documentary last night you know, we started to have a, a conversation of just, you know, as we transition out of, you know, a full time travel lifestyle, which we will do at some point, you know, still having that mentality of living simple, living with less, li- living with less fluff, like less consuming less and just making more space for the things that actually add value to your life, whether we're talking about things, experiences, community, but traveling has really allowed us to kind of declutter our lives in all of the ways debt things yeah money yeah not money bills clutter debt things possessions all of it and it's really changed our lives because we started from a four-bedroom house and with a lot of debt a lot of stuff a lot of extra 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 and we whittled it all down and we have way less than what we have but i feel so much more free and more abundant than I ever have in my life. Well, so. yeah. I mean, there's not a decision that literally we are pinned to. We can make decisions freely with what feels good. Every decision is intentional. And I think that's the biggest thing is I wake every wake up every morning with an intentional desire. Basically, everything I'm doing is what I feel like I want to do, not because I have to. Right. Well, except me, I have to go to work right now. I <laughs> yeah. don't want to, but I only have nine days left. So yep. nine and a half. Nine. Sorry, nine point five. I have a half day next Saturday. Yeah. So that wraps up my travel healthcare ways that it changed my life. I really want to get into traveling abroad and what's that? What that has done, because that has been too separate. Two separate but similar. Like, I kind of am just going to piggyback off because Aaron wrote all these notes. And so he was reading them. I'm like, yeah, I I totally agree. These are great. That'll get it. It'll speed things up. Yeah. And so I'm just going to kind of piggyback on what you say. Okay. Okay? So my number one, and again, I I do want to set the tone too. I, I like how we did this in a way that travel healthcare, because I feel like travel healthcare gave us the tools to then experience these things that have changed our life. If we wouldn't have had the tools from travel healthcare, I don't know if we would have had these realizations. Well, right. We got Does pra- that make sense? We got well no, I don't know about realizations, but like we we got to have like, you know, practice and like the healthcare traveling was planting the seeds was giving us like the tools that we needed to be able to feel more confident and to be able to travel abroad and to have time and money to do it because if we weren't if we were working our full-time jobs we would never be able to travel the way that we do correct right okay correct. so again that's where you know and again when, when we travel kim and i travel for a significant amount of time we're not talking you know, a week vacation in Bora Bora or, or, or in Bali. Like that we spend, nice we, I know we spend, <laughs> we spend time there. And I think that leads into my number one of 
you realize that you your world shrinks when you're in your hometown or you're in your comfort zone or you're in the place that you've been for a long period of time and you forget how big this world is. And with that being said, you realize that when you get out there, people are genuinely good at their core and they have a lot to teach you and they have a lot to show you. And I think that's been my my number, one of my number ones of traveling abroad is how it's changed me is coming from my small town, realizing of how big this world is and what you hear all the time of like, this place is bad or this place is bad or this place is bad. Like you go and you experience it and you feel, you realize that people in different cultures, different beliefs, different religions are beautiful people and you can learn so much from them. And I've learned so much from the people that we've met in different countries. A hundred percent. I think people are kind, you know, there's, there's bad apples everywhere you go, but I think genuinely people are kind and they are, they want to be helpful and they're living lives just like we're living lives, you know, and it just, that human connection of like, wow, like we're just, we're just like each other, right? We have the same, you know, goals and dreams and and we want the same things for our lives, for our families, you know, but it's like, we just come from different parts of the world and I don't know. I feel like it just brings people closer. Like when we went to um, the Gili Islands, which is off Bali. So in Indonesia. So Indonesia is a, a predominantly Muslim. It is a Muslim country. So Indonesia is like a million different islands. Right. And so Bali is the only island that is Hindu. And so we got to stay. We were there for over a month and um, we got to learn a lot about Hinduism because they love to teach you about their religion and their way of life and that was really interesting because we were we we were asking questions we wanted to learn about it because that's part of the fun of like going to different places but we went over to um the gilly islands which is off bali but it's uh Muslim. lombok right yeah yeah right mm-hmm. but it's off yeah bali and it's uh muslim mm-hmm. and you know we heard things about you know different whatever the connotation yeah yeah, like the connotation that comes from like what we've put around the idea of 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 muslim and what that means and blah 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 and we are the place that we stayed was actually right behind a the mosque a mosque and so they would do the call to prayer like all day and it Mm -hmm. was really beautiful actually it was so loud but like we saw i started to get used to i'm like wow this is really beautiful but anyways everybody there the people who lived there were you know all uh, muslim people but everybody was like so friendly and so kind and just the experience was no different than if we were in an island in the bahamas right like it but people like oh that's a muslim island like because people you guys need to be careful ignorant way of thinking it's just an Mm -hmm. ignorant way of thinking until you actually go and you experience these different places you get to create your own idea of what you think that means and the experience that you get to have and it was a beautiful experience and the people were beautiful and kind and friendly and um yeah so i just think that traveling gets you out to connect with other people to realize that we're all the same we're all one we're all united and we're all love and to just create your own experience like that's basically create your own perception not what other people have given you yeah like you can choose that maybe that doesn't feel good to you well that's fine but go make that experience for yourself create your own 
definition of what you think is is safe or fun or you know connecting with other people and not allowing like your small mindedness to hold you back from going into a place Right, which is, you know, it's just funny because, like, when we did, we went to Southeast Asia for a few months a couple of years ago, and my mom, who is the most, like, open-minded, just such a beautiful soul, just really, like, doesn't see people differently, you know, just very, very open, and I remember when we, I was like, we're going to Thailand, of all places. That we were going. Yeah, she was like, Thailand oh, you're going to Thailand? Like, are you sure? And, you know, she had this whole weird fear around Thailand. And again, you know, my mom's not an ignorant person, but it's just, again, what you don't know, you don't know. Like, and she had these ideas of what she thought Thailand was, and she was nervous about me going there. And, and again, that was like one of the, like the Thailand land, the was land like the safest smiles. place we, we went to, yeah. you know, and... And people feel that way about Mexico. And like we all have these ideas of what we think places are. And until you actually get out there and go, um, you won't actually know. Yep. You know? Yep. So right, that was a tangent. Yeah. Number two, um, I, I think traveling abroad, what? I wanted to say mine. Oh, you said you were just going to piggy off of. Okay. We can go back in the recording and you said that you were going to piggy off mine. I know, so. but I did have one. Okay, go ahead. I don't know if it piggies off of yours, but if well, it does, any, um, I was going to say that every time I return home from a trip, I always feel humbled and I always feel very, 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 very grateful for where I come from and the life that I get to live. And, you know, we're all, we're always, especially now with like our political climate and, and everything, we're like, ah, America, blah, blah, blah. Right. And we... I love my country, but I always want to leave my country and explore other places to see what else is out there. And it's exciting and it's fun, but when we come home, I'm always so grateful to like, wow, like I'm home and I come from the best country in the world for all of its all of its shit and all of the things that aren't perfect with our country. It's an incredible place. It is. And I remember like I felt that really strongly when we went to Africa. We went to Tanzania, I shouldn't say Africa, we went to Tanzania, which is in East Africa, and we went two years ago to help build the first ever IR department in East Africa, which is a really, really beautiful thing to be a part of, and, you know, I won't get into all the details, we did a whole podcast on it, but the working conditions that we were in and seeing how people lived and um, the day to day of people's lives and, and just the patients that we were working with and just seeing, you know, patients coming in for their exams and the conditions that they were in and just everything like coming back home to the States and, and hold on and how kind those people were I was gonna and say. patient mm-hmm. and nice and what it took for them to get there and the yeah, just basically the ease that we have in our country. Well, coming back home and working in a hospital, right? Like the transition coming back home from that, yes, I felt incredibly grateful, but I also felt this like annoyance with with the people, how the entitlement mm-hmm. of, of how we've become as a country. And, you know, people coming into these beautiful, clean hospitals that... Air-conditioned. They jump in their car and drive over. Yeah, air-conditioned. Like, this hospital wasn't air-conditioned. We're talking about in Tanzania, it's like, you know, 100 degrees, like, Mm. and humid and, you know, all of that. And people are coming in and they're like, you know, two minutes 
before their scheduled appointment and they're like, excuse me, like, I have to go. Like, why haven't you called me back yet? Like, just the entitlement of like, I don't know, it just bugged me. It it made me just be like, you know what? Like, you have no freaking idea. Like, Mm -hmm. but again, that's nobody's fault. No. You know, it's not any, but it was like, it put it in perspective of like me being grateful that I live in a country that I have this ease that I can get help when I need to, that I have access to clean water and air conditioning and food and everything that I need. It was like, wow, like I'm really lucky. Well, there's there's also like, in, unless you've traveled abroad for a long period of time, and, I, and you know, I know there are a lot of people out there, there's just something about getting off the plane when you've been out of the country for an extended amount of time. And there's just something, there's a feeling that comes over you when you go back through customs and you clear that customs line and you're in your home country it just there's a sense of pride there's a sense of just like ah like it feels good to be home a hundred percent but then we're also like i can't wait to go again so oh yeah yeah. but then you're home and you're like cool i'm gonna go to starbucks and now i can't wait to leave right i think um so my number two is way that traveling abroad has changed me is when you're traveling for long periods of time Time slows down because when we go on vacations, whether you admit it or not, you're completely distracted. You've almost set up your life almost the same way that you have back in the States. It's a different different pajamas, but the same thing because you want to go and experience all these things all the time. Go, 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 go. Because you have limited time. You have limited time and you want to see as much as you can. So every every minute is like, you know, accounted, accounted for. for. Whereas when we travel abroad, we travel slowly. We want to immerse ourselves in the culture. We want to take time to maybe not have something planned and just go walk around. And when that happens, one, you're out of your comfort zone because it's it's not your norm. Two, you have a lot of time and the same thoughts of like, I, I got to do the laundry and I, I, I got to clean the house and I got to do this. And so all of those things are gone. Usually you don't have the same access to your devices that you normally do because of cell service and things like that. And why would you want to? So when all of those things are eliminated, you really have time to think and be. And it goes back to like living in the big world and being open to different experiences and different people and bringing in those different ways of thinking that you may have never thought about open you up to so much and your heart opens. And when you're seeing things that are so different than in your country, your heart opens up and you're like, man, like, what can I do to make an impact here? How can these people impact me in a way that I can turn around and, and grow as a person? And I think traveling abroad has just allowed me the time to sit down, think and connect to what I am passionate about and what I can do in this big world we live in. Yeah. Yeah, when you slow down and and give yourself time and space to do anything, like mm-hmm. you allow yourself to kind of tap into like, what do I want? Like, what feels exciting? What feels fun? Like, I'm going to just sit here and like think and just be. And, you know, I think one really cool thing about like traveling is it allows you to redirect and reroute, which PS reroute was going to be the name, but we weren't able to get it. Um, but, but I love the meaning of it of like, you know, you're always being rerouted. You think you're going here, but like the bus ends up taking you here or you were going to go to this town and, you know, it's close. You end up going here, whatever. And it's like the best adventures always come from that reroute, right? Of like, if you open your, your, your mind up and change your perception around, and it goes back to 
way back what we were talking about in the beginning of being flexible and being able to mend and in, in, in mold. Is that mm-hmm. it? Mend yeah. and mold. Um, you open yourself up to these different like redirects and reroutes. And those end up being some of the biggest lessons, some of the biggest aha moments, some of the best adventures, the people that come out of that experience that you never would have had. Like all of that, like when you can lean into that and that happens a lot if you slow down because you know, a lot of times if I'm in like a big rush and something happens and I'm like rerouted a different direction, like I'm going to lose my mind. But if you can kind of slow down a little bit and just kind of be able to go with the flow with things, it opens you up to be like, wow, like I didn't even know I wanted this. And now I can't imagine not having this right. or meeting this person or having this experience or it, finding this town, you mm-hmm. know? Well, in a good, um, good. Sorry. I was going to say a good example. Were you going to say the Thailand thing? No, go ahead. Oh, of um, when we were in Thailand, we wanted to do the scary Thailand. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Um, We were going to do this really cool, like, trekking through the jungle. And we were so excited. We were going to go into the mountains on the Burma, uh, well, it's called Miramar now, but the Miramar-Thailand border. And we were going to go hiking in the jungle for a few days and have this, like, really cool experience. We were so excited about it. We had it booked. We paid for We're it. We're staying in a village was, with the village people. Yeah. Like, it, it was, yeah, incredible. It was, incredible. like, one, hands down, one of the coolest things I've ever done. And we were so excited. And Aaron ends up getting very, very sick. We'll leave the details out. But yeah. It's a moment that's never left us. <laughs> or left Thailand. He was very, very sick. And so we had to cancel and reschedule we were so disappointed like we were just like oh my god like especially me because i wasn't sick and i was like damn like this sucks like i was so excited for this and now we don't get to go we weren't sure if we were going because they were like charging us so we we ended up having to pay more money okay so we weren't sure if we were going to be able to go and we decided that we were we decided it was worth the extra money let's go and do this and we went like a few days later And the group of people that we ended up going with was a couple who's no longer together, but a couple and then a a, a random guy, a solo traveler. And that group of people was like, oh my God, they were just like, we all just clicked. We're still friends. We're still friends. Like we had the best time. And it was like one of those that we thought, could you imagine if we did this with anybody else? Mm -hmm. It would have been a totally different experience. And that was like... Would you have said it would have been a shit show? <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just... it was So it was like one of those things you're like, I can't imagine doing this with anybody else. Right. But in the moment, like, we were upset because we didn't get to go, but we got exactly what we needed from that reroute and the redirect and it ended up being the best possible experience with the best people. Yeah possible and it was very unexpected well i was gonna say there was an example but it's not really an example that happened to us i don't know if i've heard this story or i just made this up and it's a great example so i'm going to use it but it's like one of those times maybe you're in south america and due to translation you go to a bus station that is outside the city you were supposed to go to or you got off the bus at the wrong exit or the bus never shows up and now you're stuck in this town which then you can be very upset about. What are we gonna do? Where are we? We don't know where we're at. But then you end up stumbling into a place to eat that you would have never gone to, but you meet an amazing group of people or you have an amazing experience at this restaurant and then you learn about the town and you never would have been there 
had that bus not come or had that translation issue happened, which technically we can get into that. This sucks. This is not what we had planned. This is not mm -hmm. what we wanted to do. But really being open to saying we missed the bus for a reason. What is that reason and what what can we do now? What can we be open to that we never would have been open to? And those are when you hear travel stories, usually the root of all of those travel stories are this happened, but then this yeah. happened that I would have never changed right. for a million years. And because of that, I am better for it. 100%. And it's all about the perception and the mindset. One million trillion percent. And I think traveling in general allows you to be more open and flexible to have that kind of perception and have that kind of mindset because it's a learned behavior that we get better at over time. Mm -hmm. And so when you can change that perception and look at it from that type of, through that type of a lens, you're going to open yourself up to incredible experiences that you never knew you needed. Yeah. And I guess All right, let's move on to the next. We are. I mean, and, and again, I'm eliminating my three, but it's the same thing as what we just said is like growth due to experiences, um, but expanding your tree. And I always say that tree, those different branches that your branches are really low when you're in your like comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And as you get out there, like I said, meeting new people living in this big world, your tree grows and you start to see those different branches that you're like, man, Kim and I could get involved with charity water, or we could, you know, build schools, or we could mm -hmm. go help build hospitals, or there's just things that you realize that your skills align with that you never knew possible that you could go and do. And I think that's just kind of yeah. one of the biggest lessons I've learned. I see you writing. So <laughs> did I trigger something? I, I didn't want to forget, and I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm trying to get better at that. Good. Um, but that that's like such a great example of of how a travel experience changed the way that we thought about something. So like with our backpacks, like we really wanted to have a giving back component to it. So we really wanted to, you know, give a certain percentage of all the profits that we make to go towards giving back to the people we meet while we're traveling. And so that whole idea was, because that's not very like clear. It wasn't like we want to give back to charity water. We want to give back to, you know, the refugee camps or, we, you know, or to water, whatever it is. Like it wasn't super clear, but what had inspired that thought and how we kind of envisioned it was a, a guy that we met in Bali who was our driver. We have a couple of stories, but this, we'll just share this one because this was the one that stood out to us. But um, he was our driver and he was taking us wherever we were going. And, and he wasn't our intentional driver. Our driver didn't show up because he got the date wrong. Oh, right. So we got paired up with this guy yeah, randomly. Yeah, so we were rerouted to him. Yep. Okay. For a reason. For a reason. And, of course, you know, he was super friendly. And we just start talking about life. And we start talking about all the things. And we learn that he is living in a house I say a house, I mean a room with his children. I think he had two children, a wife and his brother. And they were all living in the same house and his kids and his wife all slept in the same bed. Okay. I can't even imagine. Mm. Like we don't even let our dog sleep with us. Okay. <laughs> like in our bed. So they're all sleeping in this bed. They're all living in this one room. And this driver was working his butt off 16 18 hours a day yeah so he would drive people and he was like doing all this different stuff and he would like go home his wife would give him dinner and he'd be back out on the road again i think that's what he was he doing. always tucked his kids into bed and read him a story yeah every night yeah so i think he was bringing us somewhere and then he was gonna go home and do that and then hit hit the road again so he was like sharing all of this with us and we're like wow like you know again we 
like you can't wrap your mind around that like being where we come from or the life the privilege that we have in our life Aaron and I like specifically and like like it's hard to even wrap your mind around that and so we were just talking he was working not only to support his family but in Bali, if you can get into the hospitality. Hospitality. <laughs> what is it? Not hospital, babe. Hospitality. <laughs> hospitality industry, like um, serving, being a server. Working in hotels. Yeah, like that. Like you have to get a, a college certificate to be able to do that. And that's considered like a high uh, job. Yeah. Like it's a it's a good job. Mm-hmm. You're going to make good money and it's like kind of a it's respectable. Sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a respectable job. And so he wanted to put his brother through hospitality school so that his brother could go work at a hotel and make a good living, okay? And this program cost... $2,500 US. Was it $2,500? I thought it was, it was like, like $1,800. I thought it was it, under $2,000. It was in between $1,500 and $2,500. Okay. Not very much, right? Correct. And he's telling us this. And he's like, this is why I'm working. So I can give my brother a better life than what I had. And... Aaron and I are in the back seat and we're thinking, you know, 1800 bucks, 2000 bucks, whatever it was like, gosh, like, you know, that's not even that much. Mm-hmm. And that, that money would change their entire life. That little amount of money that we look at is a little amount of money. It's still a lot of money, but you know, doable. It would change their entire life. And we were like, gosh, we wish that we had $2,000 be like, you know what? Get your brother, let's get him enrolled, we're paying for it, and like, let's do this so you don't have to keep working your butt off. You can go home and have dinner with your kids and not feel rushed, and then your brother gets to go get the shop. And so like, that was kind of like the month, like the fund we wanted to create when we're in those types of situations. We can be like, you know what, bam, like, let us help you out. And it also, what really got me and still triggers me emotionally was he said that he always wanted to be in the hospitality industry. (laughs) But he realized that his brother has a better shot at that. So if he can work and provide that life for his brother, then his life will be fulfilled. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, like maybe him. if we put his brother through school, he could still work and save up and go be in the hospitality industry instead of paying for his brother. He could be home with his family or choose to work and put himself through hospitality school. Yeah. Which would have been awesome. And at that point, who knows? We probably would have paid for him too. Of course. (laughs) But like, you know, that was kind of, that was like the point. But like that story is something that happened five years ago. But like we still talk about it. And we've had so many other things, other stories of people we've met that we were like, damn, I wish that we could give them a leg up. Not like just give them money. But do something that would make a huge impact in their Mm -hmm. life that we would be able to provide that would change their lives, you know? And so that, that situation or that story from that, that man that we met in Bali gave us that idea of when we started our company and we're creating these backpacks, like we want to be able to give back in that kind of a way to those kinds of people. Correct. Right? Correct. Absolutely. And I think... Going into my last one here, it was a bonus. Oh, you have another one? It was a bonus, but this is like the actual one, is seeing pleasure in the unknown. And I think that's like a big thing for me because, you know, we're we're gearing up still for this gap year. And based off of our prior experiences, just like we said with that time in Bali, there was that time in the Philippines where we almost mm-hmm. threw away our food 
but our driver was like so appreciative that we gave him our, our takeout and we wish that we would have just turned around and taken him out to we dinner. We gave it to the dogs. No, we didn't. We, we were going to. We gave we, it to the dog and then we thought, oh my gosh, what are we doing? We should give it to them. We were throwing it out to the dogs. Oh. Yeah, and we were like, oh my God, we're such assholes. Like, we should be giving it to them. And then we offered it to them, and they're like, oh my God, thank you so much. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but so. We, but their dogs were hungry too. They were. <laughs> they were and we're dog people. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, those, those times shaped me, and I did not know that those events were going to happen. So, knowing that going out on this gap year and spending a year of travel around the world and being exposed to so many of these situations and also building a solid foundation here in the States of what we've done to be able to go and travel the world, I'm so excited for the unknown. And I know the unknown holds fears for a lot of people, but for me, it's turned into based off of travel healthcare and also traveling the world being appreciative of the unknown and understanding that the unknown has taught me so much. And it's also given me the next steps in life that I want to do that I were I was unaware of were even a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, I have no idea what this gap year is going to lead to. I don't have any intention of what it's going to lead to. I can't be a, what do you call it, a person that can tell... Psychic? Psychic or like, what do they say? Like, uh, what's Gary Vee? He's a... Um, predictor. Uh, predictor. I can't predict what's going to happen. I'm just open for that unknown to be led in the next right direction. And if nothing happens, well, then nothing was supposed to happen. And I trust that. But I know that traveling abroad opened you up to so much. And the unknown is what I'm excited for. Yeah, I love that. I think it's such a a good place to end. And especially like being excited about the unknown. I think that's such a just a tweak in, in a perception. Because especially for someone like me, who's a planner, where the unknown can give anxiety and like you know you want to know that all the next steps but if you can change that idea of just like the unknown's exciting like who knows where this could lead who knows what kind of adventure is going to come and i'm going to stay open to all possibilities and i'm just going to keep showing up i'm going to keep staying open and um, allow the adventure to lead me instead of me constantly trying to manipulate and control the adventure because you always want to know what's next. So when you can let go of that control, you can lean into the more of the excitement of the unknown and allow that adventure to lead you. Wow, mic drop. Love it. So we will end it there. Um, I realized why Kim was talking. This is one of my favorite episodes. Um, I really really enjoyed this. Um, If you definitely got some value out of it, please share this out. Um, Hopefully you follow this show. And we release a new episode every Tuesday. I know we skipped last Tuesday. We did. That's because we were like bummed because we didn't know the name yet and we had a lot going on so like you know what we'll know next week so let's just jump on next week and uh and we'll go from there we still don't know but make sure you show up next tuesday because we will have the name and we're going to talk about all of that and kind of our plans next and all that kind of stuff so We'll see you next week. Please share this out with all of your travel friends and follow along with our journey at Kim and Aaron G on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we will see y'all later. Yep. Bye. Gotta go get massages. Ooh, sex yeah. massages. <laughs> Not at the same time. Sex first, then massage. Sex at home. With, with each other. With each other and then massages. Just so we're clear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds like a plan. All right, we're out. Okay.